you like to watch what happened then. It's me, Jen. Oh my gosh. Sorry for the delay in getting this podcast out. I have not been feeling 100%. Nothing crazy. Just, I think, sleep deprivation. <laughs> I read this, like, thing. Okay, I saw it on Instagram. Where if you wake up between the hours of 10 and 4 a.m. For, like, more than 20 minutes or something. For more than, like, I don't know, 25 days a year. <laughs> that you're basically fucked. I don't know all the rep, like repercussions, but as a new parent or just someone who may work night shift, we're all screwed. Um, so yeah, I think the lack of sleep may have contributed to me not feeling 100%. So this probably won't be a, lot po- a long podcast here. Um, I just have to quickly, before we get into Roni uh, season one, I think I'm on episode four. I just have to get into like all these freaking lawsuits that are happening in the Bravo universe. Oh gosh. So first it was Caroline Manzo against Bravo. Now Leah fucking McSweeney, who, as you know, in my opinion, ruined Real Housewives in New York, the downfall of it, is suing Bravo for making her drink alcohol and creating an unsafe work environment. Fuck off. Dude, this show had been on. It's not like it was 2008 and it was your first season of the real moms of Manhattan or Manhattan moms. This show had been on for so long. There was multiple franchises out. You knew the game. You knew the deal. You wanted to be famous. You're a fame whore. And you would do everything in your power to get on this network and be famous. You knew what was going on. No one took a funnel and threw alcohol down your throat. That was your decision. You are a business owner. You are not incapacitated. You're not a, a, someone who has diminished capacity, mental capacity. You had the wherewithal to know what this show is all about, and you knowingly went into it. Whether Andy Cohen's doing cocaine with people, I think everyone will deny that unless there's proof, written proof, photographs. You know, it, it's it, it's not going to stick. And I think that she's kind of putting herself at risk for... Um, a countersuit for defamation. I do think she has Garagos as her attorney, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe Brandy does, because I think Brandy also is suing Andy Cohen for sexual assault. Oh my god, guys, I'm just scared. I think it's the end. I think it's the end of the way that this network has been running. It's the end of these shows being... Whether it's good or not, I'm not on the shows, I'm not on the scenes, but for me as a viewer, I said this, this is why I started this podcast, because... The old seasons were just so amazing. The drama was small, but organic, in my opinion. And the glam wasn't there. These women were going to dinner with their friends, especially in New York, going out with just like regular hair and makeup. And we could relate to them on a level where even though they had all this money, they were still normal people. Now it's like a whole fucking circus. It's a fucking circus. And I don't know. I'm nervous. I'll just say that. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see. And then Raquel um, sued Tom Sandoval for eavesdropping and I think like the spreading like her pornography, recording her without her consent. But she's also suing Ariana. Now she's also putting herself at risk for getting a countersuit from Ariana or maybe just a regular lawsuit um, for intentional um, infliction of emotional distress on Ariana. And that's hard. That's a hard tort to prove, but I think that, considering all the evidence that we have, that they that Ariana will have, she may have a strong suit. And you know what? She should counter sue. She should sue Tom and our and um, Raquel, because the public humiliation, the emotional distress that it caused, 
Oh my God. And I think Tom Sandoval is also suing Ariana or he's not agreeing to partition the house. Oh God, it's just a mess. Anyway, but let's go back to our, the days of yore. Um, we're going to talk about Real Hospitals in New York, season one, episode four. I cannot remember the name of it, but we start off with, um, it's like a lunch and okay. So it's Jill's trying to, I love Jill. I know, I know people don't like her. I love Jill. She's a connector. She's such like a New York Long Island woman and I love it. So she's inviting Bethany Luann and Alex McCord to lunch and Alex is showing up without Simon. Alex has this horrific like outfit on. It's like a skirt, business top, just not a good look. And Alex, Bethany says that Alex overcompensates, um, is insecure and she overcompensates by being pretentious. And I 100% agree. That is, think what you wanted, Bethany, but she really was like the Greek chorus. And Alex is talking about how her kids can do Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in Latin. I took Latin. I took it in high school. I took it in college. It's a dead language. It's great to learn things, but like, shut the fuck up. No one cares. And Luann's talking immediately off the bat how her kids had lice and her chest was all burnt. She was like standing over this light trying to get the lice out. And I would be like, you need to leave. I can't sit next to you. You probably have lice too. I'm so paranoid about lice. I never had it, knock on wood. But even when I played softball, like I would never share my helmet. And if I had to, I'd be like, did you have, have you ever had lice? Do you have lice? Because even if you had lice, I think I was told that the eggs could still live in your hair. Alex is talking about how she and Simon are going to opera night. She's talking about like the director and it's like, oh, it's so boring. And then her and Luann start talking in Latin, uh, Italian to each other. Um, we're also now like a little bit lighter. Ramona's out with her girlfriends, Joni and Cindy, and they're talking about how like they stay hot. And Cindy says that she got her spider veins like injected. I, I've watched those videos online. It is incredible. And if I have spider veins, I will get that done. And then guess who's there? Tom D'Agostino, Luann's later husband slash ex-husband, who's, you know, is it about Tom? He's there and he's being a creep. Um, and then Ramona's telling us how she keeps her derriere firm and she's doing like squats in the club. I also love the outfits. Again, no glam. Ramona has her hair half up, half down. She got her bangs. She's got like a regular top on and white pants and like some wedges. So much. Now these women would be like in, not New York, like classic New York. Cause they don't, they still don't play like that. They're fabulous. And they're like outfits. They don't need to show up. Like, I don't know, like Erica Giardi and her fucking, you know, designer suits. What's going on over there? I think she something's happening with her lawsuit too, where this designer Marco Marco is suing her for not paying. I think she reversed charges on her Amex, which is a crime. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Um, now we're with Jill and Bobby and Alex and Simon invited them out to this like restaurant, which has like the worst decor. It's like black and silver. Maybe it just wasn't good on camera. It was so ugly. And we know that Alex and Simon's just doing this because Jill told them that um, Jill is friends with the, I don't know if they're a principal, I don't know what they are, of the Claremont School. And Bobby's just so cute and funny, and I do miss him. And then they're talking about the names, um, Simon and Alex's, their son's names, uh, Johan and Francois. And Jill's like, what is the nickname going to be? And she's like, their, their asses are going to get kicked if they don't have a nickname. And Alex and Simon are like, we're thinking maybe Frank. And Jill's like, no, 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 no. Frank? Call him Frank. She's like, these kids aren't going to get the onk name. These kids' ass is going to get kicked. Oh, it's just so funny. And then I don't know why I wrote this. I said, Alex and Simon are 
are going to Dr. Barry's low season. Oh, <laughs> this is it. They're talking about St. Bart's and when they went and when they where they stay. And Jill and Bobby are saying that they go at Christmas time, which is like high season, where Alex and Simon, Jill's like, I never heard of people going during low season, which is like August. And Jill says, you know, you go because all the people are there. So she says, Jill, Jill says, Bill, uh, Billy, Jill and Bobby would spend $2,000 on a hotel room where when Alex and Simon go, they spend like $300 because it's low season and they go. So next we're with Bethany. She's at a networking event and she's with this guy named Lee and Lee, I think his name's Eidenberg or something. He sold Grey Goose for $2 million. That's what we learned. Now, Bethany met Lee through her dad, like his friend. Now, now Lee is the CEO of Casamigos, George Clooney's like tequila line. Okay. I like have never put this together before. So Bethany got into the liquor business by having this connection of Lee a hundred percent, right? Like he sold Grey Goose for $2 million. He is her connection. Her father introduced, like connected them. Bethany goes on to say that her father has not shown her a glimmer of love. I don't know the whole history. I told you before she went to Pinecrest, which is in Fort Lauderdale. It's a boarding school. It's super duper expensive. It's boarding school and a commuter school. It seriously has like a whole thing. It's an astrology thing. Like not astrology. It's um the thing that where you look at the night sky. It has like a dome that you go into and you can study the night sky. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like premier education. Her father introduced her to the CEO of now Casamigos. This is how she got. So, I mean, she works hard. She's a good worker. She's smart. She's a networker, but he made this connection for her, which helped her create skinny girl. She won't admit that. I'm sure she says like, yeah, it's a good connection, but I work hard. I'm independent. See, there's always a hook, you know? And now we're with Lou and she's going out with her niece, Nicole. Lou's at home though with the kids at the townhouse with Rosie, telling Rosie like, oh, the kids are going to have pasta. And Lou Ann is so much taller than Rosie. And I can relate to this. She is probably like Rosie's head comes up to probably Lou Ann's like rib cage. And that is a story of my life. And it's a very odd feeling. And I can't imagine, like I've been around, around very tall men before, not many, like six, seven, six, six, my brother's six, five. I never feel like short really, but I, how does it feel to be like the perspective of being that tiny next to like a huge woman? Again, I'm tall. I'm a giant. I feel uncomfortable because I'm a, I'm towering and you always want to be as a woman. I feel like petite and small. And again, like I've said in the past, it's like fee, fi, fo, fum, watch out, like make room. I'm coming through, especially like in New York and like little boutique restaurants that have tiny little tables and chairs. Like before I, like I went out like before I met my husband, when I would go on dates with people that I wasn't that comfortable with. And here I am trying to like maneuver around this petite table while trying not to flip it over. Anyway, um, Rosie tells the camera that she raises the kids like her own. Noelle said that Lou is going out and, um, well, let's see. We see Lou meet up with Nicole downtown and Nicole has like a weird headband on. It goes like across her head. Like she's a 1970s like hippie. I looked Nicole up to see where she is. I think her name's Nicole Landau. She's an artist and I encourage you to look at her Instagram. Um, I don't particularly find her art that impressive. However, I do not have like a sophisticated eye. I personally have tried art. I don't think I'm good at it, but I 
probably could have done the sculptures that she has. Anyway, so Lou's telling us that she wants to be, like, she likes going out with Nicole, who's, like, probably 23, because it reminds her of when she was 23 and young in the city again, and she, like, misses that. She's like, I love my life now, but I miss being 23 free, like, just living in the city. And I relate to that. Like, imagine being 23 again with the knowledge that you have at age 33, 43, 53, 70, whatever. And the funny thing is, is that what we do is we always look back and it's like, oh my God, I was like so much thinner than I thought I was. Why did I think I was fat? Why didn't I wear all the bikinis I wanted to? Why didn't I wear those low, low jeans when I could? And the funny thing is, is that in 10 years, I know I'm going to look back at 33 and be like, same thing, but maybe differently. Like, why was I so stressed out? What was I worried about? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I have more fun? It's just a funny thing with life. So Rosie tells us that she wishes that Luann and um, the Count would hang out with the kids more. And Rosie says that parents in New York want nannies to raise their kids so that they can go out and do the fun things. Ooh, bleak. I personally have so much guilt when I just go to work. Like, it's it's been almost six months since my son was born. And we have not gone out, like, alone together on a date. I think we're going to try this weekend. Um, and that's different for everyone. I'm not saying what I'm feeling is right, but the guilt that I have with not being at home, especially when I work full time, I don't know. Everyone's different. You know, it's just interesting. And Luann has a great relationship with her kids, so I'm sure it didn't have that much, except when they sued her for trying to sell the Hamptons house. Remember that? Weird times. Also, did you guys see Bronwyn's kids are like calling her narcissist? That woman is, talk about another woman. She's like in the same vain as leah mcsweeney she has like 12 kids and remember she like left them for like a year or two to go date women in new york across the country from her children while her husband sean stayed at home with his kids god he's hot too sean's man they, they're hot right but um yeah just kind of weird and now they're calling her out saying that she's the true narcissist because i guess they're going after their their father She's going after their father. Anyway, where am I? Okay, so Luann is like walking past, like going to by a sex store and like they're going to this like see a band play. And there's like a payphone and it's just, oh, I miss those times. And Luann stops this vendor on the street who's selling some like shitty light up necklace. He's like $12 and she gives him 10 for it. So now we're at the weirdos and you know I'm talking about Alex and Simon. And they're like both strutting into the Claremont school because they're getting a tour from, um, Dana Haddad, the principal or whatever of that school. And Simon's wearing like a pinstripe suit and Alex is wearing another business suit. But the blazer's like off the shoulder and she has like, I don't know what I can call these anymore. Like every name I have for it is offensive, but it's like a white tank top, thin top. You know what I'm saying? It's like an undershirt. But I know that we can't say the words anymore that we used to call them. Weird, 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 weird look. And they're doing a tour with the woman. And she's like, you know, you got to find like a good fit for your family. And they're being so pretentious. And I don't even know what they were saying. I, I, I really, they're just being weird. And the whole tour, they're just acting like uppity. If they would just be themselves, be like, yeah, you know, like we live in Brooklyn. Like our kids are great. They know like we have a friendship. But they're like, yes, we speak French. We have a French au pair. Just be like a little bit more relatable. <laughs> 
So now we're back at, um, this is the final scene. We're with Bethany at her apartment. Her friend Lauren is over. And I know that you guys all remember the scene. They're drinking lychee martinis, which I never had one. The martini does look really good though. Like I would like to be friends with Bethany because you know that she makes like a mean cocktail. That's like my brother. He's just such a good bartender. He's not a bartender by trade, but he makes like the best drinks. And those are the people that are the best at parties. I cannot make a drink to save my life. I mean, I can make like a gin and tonic kind of, but Bethany and like my brother, they're good people to have around. And Bethany's getting wasted. And then her husband, Jason comes, or not her husband, her boyfriend, Jason comes over and he again, hates the cameras. He's so uncomfortable. And she's trying to have a conversation on camera about what are we doing? When are we going to move in? She's drunk. They're on camera. He's stone cold sober. He just got back from work and he hates being on the camera. He's being reticent. He's like, I don't want to talk about this. Can we talk about this another time? And it's not because now looking back, it's not because he doesn't want to talk about it with her. It's because he doesn't want to talk about it in front of the cameras. He is so painfully shy. He's so uncomfortable and he's so aware of the cameras. He's sweating. He's red. It's just like, awkward but now looking back through the lens of like a sophisticated watcher it's not because like I just said he doesn't want to talk about it he just doesn't want to talk about it on camera and that's really the end of the episode um short episode today again I apologize for not getting this out sooner I appreciate your patience with me um the next episode will be out on Monday um I hope everyone's hanging in there having a great weekend enjoying everything enjoy your time off if you can if you have the time off um I'm going to try to just relax as much as we can. We're still working on the bathroom. I think we might go to Lowe's and check out the flooring there. I know really exciting stuff happening. And I think I'll be really happy once we get rid of this 1984 um, flooring that we have. Again, it's mauve carpet and yellow linoleum. I don't even think it's linoleum. I think it's vinyl with like these like ugly kind of flower designs in it again it's fine it's cute but when was this popular like is this, are we gonna look back at certain styles that we're doing now like i know everyone's doing like green bathrooms i wanted to do one which i think are beautiful but are we gonna look back and be like ooh, the green bathroom like this was really popular in 2023 or like what do you guys think because it's similar to the shower that joe's always showering in naked on the oc that has like the gold trim you know like we have gold trim in our showers too or we did and is that you know what I mean like are we gonna look back where was I I don't know but yeah the vinyl not cute and I don't think it was ever not yellow like I thought no maybe it's because they smoked in here but I tried this trick to like get rid of the stain it's not working so I'm done I'm done trying to make it look better because it's not gonna work we just need to get new floors so I'll keep you guys updated with that Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast episode, please find me on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to these podcasts. Follow me on there. If you like the podcast, give me five stars. If you want to write a little review, be so happy to read it. If you like the podcast, please share it with your friends. Tell them about it. Again, with all the crap that's going on in Bravo right now, it's just nice to kind of look back at these old episodes, enjoy them, like just relish in the innocence of it in a way um so yeah um on instagram at watch what happened then i'm on twitter too or x whatever it's called but i don't know how the hell to use that it's overwhelming i've been off social media for four years so being back on instagram is kind of overwhelming but for the podcast i would not have instagram because guys i 
it's like a never ending scrolling fast. Like it never ends. There's never an end to the internet when it comes to Instagram or like on Pinterest. It's like, okay, after a while you're like bored and done Reddit. You have like three threads that you look at. You're done. Instagram is dangerous. It's dangerous, especially with all the mommy shit out there. It is kind of toxic. It's good to see some people like relatable, all that stuff, but it's a little overwhelming. And even like the positive messages, like if you're thinking about having more kids, but you're scared, think about what your dinner table is going to look like in 20 years. I think I've talked about that before. Like we're all just trying to survive. It's overwhelming. And again, I'm getting a lot of like parents getting cancer, like young parents getting cancer on my algorithm. I need to figure out, I have to stop clicking on it, but I can't stop. So maybe take a break from Instagram. I don't know. That's my advice. Okay. That's it for me, guys. I'll see you on the next one. Monday, we'll be back with the um, the ladies of Orange County, recapping that. Until then, see you later for now.